Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. My guest today recently decided to pursue her true passion and enter the fitness industry full time. Growing up, she has always had a highly active lifestyle and her family always pushed her to take part and explore numerous sports. She moved to Dubai back in 2009 and worked in the corporate world for many years. During that time and because of her love for fitness, she wanted to learn more and help others and became a certified personal trainer and nutritionist. Over the years, she has successfully helped her clients make the transformations they desire. In addition, she is currently the operations manager and one of the head trainers at Crank, which is a fitness boutique studio that hosts intense full-body workout classes. During this episode, we discuss her journey with fitness and entering the industry. She shares with us some key tips she has learned from her experience as a coach, and we talk about the importance of taking care of our physical health and making fitness a priority in our lives. She loves working with people and wants to inspire and support them in their own fitness journey. She believes that genuinely caring about her clients, developing strong relationships, and having a personalized approach that caters to their needs is the key to helping her clients achieve their goals. And to advise everyone to fall in love with fitness, make it a priority, and just stick to the basics. Please welcome to the show, the amazing Miss Maria Markovikova. Is that right? Yeah, it's correct. Yeah, yes. Well done, well done. <laughs> Not many people get that. Awesome. I, you haven't I even looked, practiced. Uh-huh, I saw, I looked at it. It took me a few tries because I'm like, Kovika, Kovika. I'm like, okay, then we got it right. So, Maria, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. Um, and I thought I'd like to start with you. Just start at the beginning. What brought you to Dubai and how did you get into the whole fitness thing? And we can take it from there. Thanks, Khalid. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right. So I've been in Dubai for 11 years. Um, nothing to do with fitness. Actually, I came with a corporate job. Okay. I uh, studied in London and I had my first job as a PA. So a personal assistant to a high profile family in uh, based in London in my fair and I had a good life, you know, like university student, worked there for a, for a year, but the opportunity uh, to move to Dubai came up and I said, why not? Like, I'm just going to come for two, three years as everyone else, right? <laughs> exactly. Two, three years, 11 years later, I'm still here. So I came at the end of 2009 um, with the job. In the meantime, I changed. I worked for Mars, the corporate, uh, you know, the, the chocolate company. I'm so proud of it. I do <laughs> love my chocolate. Um, and then just recently got into a fitness industry full time, actually just from January this year. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it's very new. But I've always done sports. Like I come from a family growing up, mostly outdoors, a lot of hiking and cycling and running and jogging and playing different sports. Um, I did track and field at school and I did judo growing up. But also, you know, my parents tried and put me into ice hockey and all different sports. I had older brothers, so it was very active lifestyle um, growing up. And then when I moved uh, to UK for university, I kept that active lifestyle going. But then actually when I, when I first started the gym. Okay. Um, did I enjoy it at the beginning? Not really. Uh, like going to the gym on my own, I was like, what do I do? I don't know. But then I, I've discovered the group classes and um, I did that. So it's more like, you know, you get a good workout, listen to good music. It's very social. So I was doing a lot of group classes just, you know, either before or after uni or before or after work. And uh, that's what kept me kind of fit and, you know, moving uh, while, I, while I was um, in the UK. And then when I moved to Dubai, pretty much continued the same, but I did a lot of running outdoors. I love to run outdoors, especially when I come to a new place just to discover, uh, you know, new, new coffee shops and new hidden gyms. So yeah. I was doing a lot of running and then met uh, people in the fitness industry. Introduced, they introduced me to CrossFit. So it was actually okay. first time, probably like 2012, I started CrossFit in Dubai and did it for a few years. 
Um, also took part in some local competitions uh, way before like all the big CrossFit names came mm. to Dubai. Before CrossFit became popular. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a um, yeah, it was a functional fitness. You know, you move, you run, you pick up weights, you carry. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and then uh, yeah, I mean, I still my training is very functional, so I still continue doing a lot of CrossFit inspired workouts um, okay. on my own. Um, so yeah, I just ended up in Dubai pretty much by, not an accident, but came here for a, for a job and ended up in a fitness industry, uh, which I absolutely love. Like, I feel like I'm now in a place where I should be, you know, many years ago, finally. And even though many people encourage me when they, you know, seen me in the gyms, like, oh my gosh, like you move well, you're so, you're so passionate about your fitness and they see it on Instagram. Like, why don't you do something? And I always said, no, that's my, that's my me time. Like, I feel like gym is my me time and I don't want to combine work and my me time. But I'm glad I did. I could have done it earlier. I think I would be quite happy as well. Yeah. So it sounds like you feel like you're quite at home now with fitness. Like, that's where you belong. That's what you'd like to be doing for the next, you know, five, ten years. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I really enjoy it. What a journey. But uh, just you know, making people to move better, feel better, look better, boost their confidence. And it's it's quite personal. Everyone's different. And I love I love people. So I like and I like to connect with people and I give them all my time and that's why, you know, sometimes I, you know, I end up working ten, twelve hours a day because I just don't stop talking. I was like, anyone wants something, yeah, just come to me and you know, open doors <laughs> anytime. But I do enjoy it. It doesn't doesn't bother me. Yeah, so it sounds like you like the the personal aspect of it of helping someone achieve a certain type of goal or whatever they're trying to do from a, from a health or fitness perspective. Yes, I mean it's it's really motivating. It's yeah. really motivating and to see people, you know, changing not just the body weight but also their mindset and you know educating them. Um, educating them. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's a, I think that's a very good point because I think when anyone who's starting out and is trying to like improve their health or improve whatever it might be that is there's a lot that they don't know and that's why there's so many questions and so many maybe doubts so what in your experience working with clients like what have you found to be like I guess the biggest issues that people have when they start yeah it's so confusing like they follow you know different influences of fitness trainers on Instagram they speak to friends they go to different gyms and they just jump from program to program from a diet to diet I'm like an open you know like a repeat book I'm like just stick to basics stick to basics you know it's consistency it's hard work it's your commitment you know it takes time to change but people oh I've tried this diet for a week and it didn't work on me and tomorrow I'm gonna try this like you don't even give your body in body time to adjust and like notice the difference and same with the style of training because your friend doesn't do cycling it doesn't mean you love it you know or you know it's gonna work for you because someone else does crossfit it doesn't mean you have to do crossfit you can still see results and find what you like and enjoy and something that you're gonna commit to you mm, know commit to yeah commitment is a big thing people get obsessed about you know i get people i get um people on instagram every day messages so what do you eat and so how many how many calories a day should I eat? I'm like, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't even encourage you to count the calories because you're going to become obsessed. You can become crazy. You will stop going out. You'll stop your social life because you count every calorie. And then your friends invite you out like, but I cannot go because I don't know how many, you know, grams of chicken or, you know, rice is there. Yeah, that's not life to me. So yeah. I completely, I, I discourage people from like counting calories and all that. Just focus on you know, good, like good quality, home cooked food as much as possible, drink lots of water, like people overcomplicate things. 
know, yeah. they come with calories yeah. and supplements and this. I'm like, gosh, sort of your basics, like <laughs> your basic nutrition and your water intake and your sleep. And, you know, are you moving enough? Are you taking enough steps in a day? Um, yeah. Why do you think people tend to, that's a very good point, because why do you think people tend to focus on all like, the diet and all these things rather than just stick to the things you said like sleep eat well you know drink lots of water why do people tend to i guess go for those instead of just dealing with the basics to start they're looking for shortcuts 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 for sure quick quicks but there's no quick fix it's not sustainable i mean you have to create a lifestyle that you enjoy and it's you know and it's sustainable and you can keep it up going you know i yeah i enjoy my you know i enjoy my chocolate and i enjoy my burgers and things but 80% of my diet is super clean and Exa- I, exactly I, yeah, yeah i mean it's, it that's it's basics yeah basics i i can speak speaking for myself so 3 years ago i was like 100 kilos Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned me photo. I I have it I'll show you after this. Yeah, for sure. Um so I remember I I was 100 then I lost all the weight and then I gained it all back again and then so it was just like a yo-yo and then Wow. When I moved to Amsterdam I decided I'm like all right, no more excuses. Let's get this going and now 3 years later I've lost like 30 kilos but what I tell people like after going through that myself yeah. exactly like what you're talking about and I'm how like, do you feel now in, this is the best I felt in my life yeah like ever and I talk yeah. and I tell people there's no like diet there's no secret it's just get Shut your ass your up mouth. get your ass up <laughs> go to the gym and yeah. just don't be don't just don't be an asshole with your food yeah. eat whatever you want but just you know balance it yeah. out yeah yeah obviously if you want to lose weight you have to be in a calorie caloric deficit again no uh, no rocket science you have to eat less than you um than you burn, burn. Yeah. yeah i feel that a lot of people though uh, when they once they get into fitness for a while they do get stuck i have a lot of friends as well like in the past when we were younger they do get stuck in that oh i need those macros i need those calories and stuff so did you have a similar experience at one point in, like in in your fitness journey or you always just you know basics I've never in my life counted calories. Really? You didn't have never. that? Never. No way. Okay. Never. Okay. I should I say I'm lucky? I'm, I'm See, <laughs> I, I don't know. People say you like you naturally lean. I don't know. I work out every day. Yeah, you put I, in I the work. I don't think I'm that lucky. I put when I work, I work really hard. Yeah. Like I make myself hurt. Not every day, but you know, I, I don't waste the time in the gym. Um and I I focus on eating good quality food rather than counting calories and if i'm hungry you know i'll have another piece of chicken and you know and a salad and it's okay um i'm a big snacker so i try and eat like larger meals so then i can minimize my snacking yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. otherwise i could just i can eat bag of nuts in in one sitting no problem yeah yeah. but then you know that there you go you have thousand to two thousand calories depending on the size of your you know the of the bag of nuts so i I prefer to just eat real food yeah Um, and don't focus on counting calories. And supplements and stuff like that, do you take anything or you're pretty just... Yes and no. I go okay. on and off. To okay. be fair, mm. I don't feel any different on the supplements. You think it's just a placebo? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, I took the supplement, so I feel more fresh, yeah, I feel more energized. Fresh. You know, I've tried magnesium zinc before bed. It doesn't make me sleep any better. Um, I take vitamin C every day and vitamin d just because i've done tests and i'm deficient even though we've been living in dubai we believe a lot of people in dubai you know despite the sun we're deficient because like it's too hot now i'm not gonna go outside yeah yeah. like from the ac to the car from the ac to the car so those are two things i take um every day but others i've tried no 
No. And, uh, you know, I might have like a, a protein shake, vegan protein shake, because I don't take whey, uh, if I have no time to eat. Like in, if I'm in a hurry and mm. I need a quick, you know, food, it's a food replacement. I don't take a shake and I don't go and I have a meal. Like it's, it's you know, it's it's a meal. Yeah. I make, make it as a meal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but n- not every day. I don't take powders every day. Not every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I personally do because I'm like, I know if I don't, I'm not going to get, I still don't think I get what I need, but I'm like, at least I'm taking care of a good, a good chunk of it, you know, yeah. for the day. Yeah. Great. Which I think is important. One thing about... It's interesting about the fitness industry here, I feel over the last like couple of years, because you've been going for a while, but you only got into it recently, but I feel over the last maybe five years, it's really like picked up and like there's so many gyms and so many different types of things. Why do you think all of a sudden like it's become such a big industry over here? It's booming. I feel like people finally realize I'm going to invest in myself and I'm going to invest in my health and good for them because we live in Dubai and the pace of life is so fast. Yeah. I mean... You know, I have 12 hour, 12 hour long days and, you know, so many of my friends do. They leave ho- they leave home in the morning and get home at night and then just order food from delivery and go to bed and on repeat every single day. So they, I think, realize like, okay, I'm going to spend one hour a day of myself and I'm going to join a gym. Mm. And we have so many options. You know, you have from the biggest gym groups to a small boutique fitness studios and, you know, everything else in between video CrossFit and functional and weightlifting gym. So I think we are very lucky in Dubai. I've never seen facilities, the size and the cleanliness and, uh, you know, the equipment choices uh, like we have in Dubai anywhere else. Really? Yeah. I think we, we're pretty spoiled. And also for, you know, people who do triathlons and outdoor, you know, you have Al-Qudra, you have Nadal Sheba, you have Maidan. Like, it's... it's I think it's amazing. Yeah. So the quality here is better than what you've seen like yeah, elsewhere. Anywhere else. Yeah. Because I know I saw on your Instagram, you actually went to Bali, right? Did You did it in, for a CrossFit gym too. Yeah, yeah. I used to go twice a year. So I would go like May and October. But now, you know, during the lockdown, obviously I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so last time was October last year, I went. And I go for two weeks usually. Okay. And I just train, eat, go to the beach. Every second day I get a surfing lessons. And then, uh, yeah, work out. And gyms are great. Um the only thing in Bali, because it's such a high turnaround, um, there's no coaching in a gym. If you do mm. like a CrossFit, it's more like people management. So people come and go and you have the, you have so many different levels in one class. From someone who's just on holiday wants to try that you know class for the first time ever. Mm. And for the people who go every day who actually you know are based in Bali and live there. So it's a bit, you know... It's more like conditioning style workout. You feel good, you sweat, you leave the gym, come back next day. There's no real programming. You don't really know what you're going to do next day. <laughs> yeah. But I hear, you know, because it's all residence and very little, you know, I don't think many people who come on holiday go to the gyms here. Um, I, I doubt. Yeah. I, I doubt. Yeah. So it's, it's different, but it's great. I mean, as well, the size of the gym probably in Bali is bigger than here, but uh, yeah. Yeah, because I saw the pictures. I'm like, man, it must be so cool to be training. Oh, it's huge. It's, it's all, probably it's like all, three warehouses awesome. joined together. Oh, it's my favorite type of holiday. Yeah. I just go, get a workout done. Sometimes, you know, I got two workouts done in a day. <laughs> and, you know, then try different cafes. And the food in Bali is amazing. And you get to eat. You know, I don't count macros, so I'm not too worried. I just go and order, like, nice big bowl of, you know, and chicken and quinoa and rice and sweet potatoes or, you know, different acai bowls. Uh, oh, the cafes there is probably the best food. Yeah. yeah, really? Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I've heard some very good things about Bali, especially in terms of like the food and like the people. I heard it's quite a nice place. So I'm thinking training there would be pretty cool too. It's amazing. I, I definitely go back. Really? As soon as we can travel. Uh, probably not this summer. I'll, you know, I'll wait for a little bit. I'll go to Bali. And Bali. Yeah. 
Okay, next on the list, I'm going to put that on my list too, for sure. You should. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking about, it was funny how, you know, the quarantine came and it was funny how, like, in, like noticing how is everyone reacting? Like, the people who, like, are trained and, like, go to the gym, like, how did they change? How did they pivot? So, how did it affect you and your training? Or was it, was it difficult? Or was it pretty pretty easy for you and how do you think it affected like other people yeah I mean it was an adjustment I have to definitely adapt from training with others and training in a nice facilities and having all equipment you can think of to literally having a skipping rope and I quickly went online and ordered a pair of dumbbells which you know took about two weeks to arrive and were overpriced <laughs> yeah. at the beginning I could you know the next time you wanted a light or heavier weights of out of stock for a month so I had a skipping rope a pair of dumbbells and then I had a pull-up bar installed in my house again I had to wait for it for like a month because in the meantime lockdown happened they couldn't come, couldn't come yeah. so I I still kept the same routine. So I woke up in the morning and in my workout, usually I woke up in the morning before work because then I get it done. And I know even if I have a long day and this, my workout is done, it puts me in a good mood, like puts, sets me for the day. I feel I, like I'm you a morning something. person. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kept the same routine going. I woke up in the morning, did my workout in my apartment. Like first it felt weird. I'm like, I don't want to work out in the living room and then I'm supposed to chill out in the living room and then I'm, I'm working from home in my living room. Like, this is, I don't like it. You're in the same space the whole time. Yeah, but I got adapted. I got used to, you know what you make out of any situation, whatever whatever you, you want, the yeah. best you can. So I, yeah, I did so many dumbbells and skipping workouts every single day. And then I was sharing them on Instagram and, you know, other people were doing them. And then I saw another, like, you know, maybe I saw workout of someone else I liked and I tried that. Uh, kept myself busy kept, um, and, you know, kept me pretty fit. What I missed was like, the moving, you know, like walking and mm -hmm. just being able to go outside or somewhere. Because there's, you know, normally I'll get about 10,000 steps in a day. And when you're at home, it's like, what, two, 3,000? I was going to go bed. I'm like, oh, I feel so lazy. I, did, I don't walk. I don't walk. I, don't walk. Like, yeah. I, would, I would clean. I would hoor and mop <laughs> the floor every freaking day just to get the steps <laughs> in. I'm like, I'm up, like, not obsessed, but it also made me feel like better. I'm like, okay, clean house, clean mind. Like, you know, whenever you work out here, then you're supposed to work from your desk. So at least I was, you know, every every lunch break, I was just cleaning more clean. in there. <laughs> I'm like, my house smells like a detail. Your house must be super oh, clean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, quite yeah. a clean freak. So um, <laughs> okay. that and others, I think you had two different types of people. One went like, okay, I'm going to make the most of it and actually really set themselves a challenge. I've got a lockdown challenge and I'm going to lose a stone. I'm going to get super fit. And they really achieved it. So that shows you don't need much equipment to get a good workout in. It's all about, you know, are you willing to do it? Are you going to, you know, mm. are you going to wake up every day and do that one hour before, you know, you get stuck at your desk at home or, you know, you have children running around. And then you had the complete opposite of people who like put that quarantine stone on and relax and you know bought a playstation for the house <laughs> and you know just basically took it like a three months week vacation vacation yeah. um I, I can't do that yeah i can't i now i feel like i haven't relaxed during the corona but it's not like it's not like i haven't relaxed i kept myself busy and that's what i like like you know my yeah. mind busy so yeah, but uh, you see a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, I am so unfit now. The lockdown's over. I need to come to the gym. And you have the other people who actually look better than before. So yeah. good, good for them. Good for them. No, exactly. Because when, <clears throat> sorry, because I remember when the lockdown started, I was like, 
and I was like really like I was in a good routine at the gym everything weights were going up I was happy I was feeling good and then it came and I was like no I did not work this hard for three years to let these like I don't because we didn't even know how long it was going to last yes so <clears throat> we had some weights some old weights at home I created a like makeshift bench so I could bench, deadlift, do all that. Oh, wow. It wasn't very heavy. And then when I've maxed out that weight, started adding like plastic bags with like just throwing things in it. <laughs> I was trying to do the best I, like I can. It. I was trying to do the best I can. But then right before everything opened again, because I'm like, oh, I don't know when this is going to open. I ordered two 25 kilo weights. So then I was able to have like a good... A good, good, good. Workout. So you're ready for a oh yeah for a second lockdown. Yeah, I'm I, not. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we're prepared for any future lockdowns. We'll be we'll be okay. But good. What I what shocked me because I was like, okay, I'll just buy some weights. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, it's a piece of metal. It's a piece of rubber. How much could it cost? And I went online, and I saw I'm like those. I can't remember the first one I saw. It was I think it was like an Aleco plate. It was like a thousand five hundred for one plate. I was like, "What the fuck? Like how? It's crazy. It's crazy. How can and you they... couldn't get them? No, people of were willing not. to pay any uh, price, any yeah. price. Yeah, I paid yes six hundred dinners for a pair of dumbbells. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but they kept me staying. Probably the best investment during uh, quarantine, so it's okay. You yeah, know, like it's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I found the website, and luckily they, I was able to get two plates for six hundred toil. Right. which is like a steal compared to what I was looking at before. But it just made me think about how much must like all these gyms be investing to get all this equipment? Because I did not think it was yeah. that that costly. To Imagine, do. Yeah. yeah. You're going to hundreds of thousands of dirhams. Um, yeah. Just on equipment, A lot of right? gyms were renting out the equipment. And yeah, things, yeah. But again, you don't know how long you know, this is going to go for. And they were renting the price of the equipment. was like, oh, what's the price of the membership? You know, on a weekly basis, like you pay one week and a second week, and I'm like, Oof. yeah, you might as well buy some. So yeah, that's that's if you, if, you know, obviously, if you can find, if you can find it. Yeah, if you can find the right ways. Um, so I wanted to talk about because you work at Crank. So I wanted to understand. I've never been, but I've heard a lot of. Oh, things. you must come. I've heard, but the classes that you guys do, personally, I hate those things. <laughs> that's the reason that I don't. That's the reason I don't. I'm a like we spoke before. I'm a bodybuilder. I want to just sit down. I don't want to on my headphones. I don't want to talk to anyone and just lift my weights at my pace and do my thing. But I've watched, I've seen like some of your classes and stuff and I just get tired looking at it, to be honest. I'm like exhausted. So what's different about Crank? What's unique about it compared to like other gyms and why do you love working? Yeah, so Crank is a a fitness boutique studio. Okay. Um, It's very like special concept very family feel mm-hmm. and it's an experience so we have two different studios downstairs we have right studios so it's indoor cycling um and people come for experience i mean the the lights go down the music goes up you have lights you have led lights flashing and laser lights you know the instructors are amazing so much energy on the stage um so people actually yeah people come for like 45 minutes of hardcore cardio yeah yeah you know, you sweat, you listen to good music, you forget about everything that's happening outdoors. Mm. Like, when as soon as the lights go down, you just... That's it. Yeah, that's it. You party on the back. <laughs> it's like, you feel like you're in a nightclub and you get in a workout. And this really works on many people. Especially people... You know, some of the people might not be comfortable, so they like the dark room. You know, they get loose. Oh, really? Yeah, people oh, get loose in the room. Okay. And then just, just... And there's a lot of studies about working out in a dark room that people, like, feel more comfortable. I don't, you know, I don't know, but I've just read different articles. 
But I think it's lo- mostly people come for the music and then, you know, 45 minutes of nonstop cardio. Because even when you train on your own, you do your set, you chill, you rest. It's a completely different type of training. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also because there's uh, so many, you know, different instructors. They all have different style, different music style. So they have their regular clients going. Upstairs, they have a studio for shape and stretch. And shape okay. is what I teach, actually. It's a full body strength and conditioning workout. Uh, we're using dumbbells, kettlebells, slumbells, balls. They have your benches, um, and you know body weight uh, incorporated as well. Yeah. And that's again forty-five minute class. And why it's special? Because when you train on your own, again, you don't push yourself as hard as you, you know, in a in a in a group environment. I think and so. It's very limited. You know, mm. pre uh, pre COVID, we had fifteen benches. Now we're down to eight. Mm, uh, yeah. For now, just to keep the uh, two meter social distancing, but. Uh, you know, still eight people. So, you know, it's a full room of energy, loud music, lights. Um, and then the program is different every day and you get a full body training. So it doesn't matter who, which instructor you take or which time you come. You know, it's always a full body program, but we do our own programs, instructors. You do, and you so, guys do you know, we all have okay. a different style. So, you know, you might have an instructor who does very much bodybuilding style. You might have an instructor like me who is more functional training. Um, you know, so it's, Every, everyone has different style and that's what I think people like and then they can choose who, who you know who, who they like and then we also do stretch classes and that's exactly what it's stretch is you know like mobility stretching mm. uh, recovery sessions yeah that is a class that I should come to because I'm my, my, too. My, my flexibility is horrible I'm just like a brick of I'm like yeah because like we brick. don't stretch yeah class never. finishes like okay right let's go I mean after the class we will do like quick 60s 90 second stretch but, you know it's not enough it's just you know. quick like stretch the- get out of the room you know we still encourage clients to stretch at home or come to a stretch classes uh but yeah once I get home do I stretch never yeah I'm not, I just had a whole workout I'm not in the mood you know yeah. to, to stretch it's to be boring. honest boring yeah stretching is boring yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm 100% with, with you. <laughs> but on it's that. so good for us, you know. It's and it's beneficial, and it's it complements the hardcore training we do. Yeah, I think for me personally, I haven't knock on wood, and haven't been injured yet. But I feel like if I don't take care of this soon or start, you know, putting some work into it, it could happen. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It definitely prevents the, all the injuries. So we should do it now. We should start while we while we young. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so young. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, it was interesting that you mentioned, um, you were talking about functional training, which is what you do. So for the people who don't know, what's the difference or what is functional training? What does it mean? And how is it different from other types of training? Functional, I think it gets you, you know, prepared for life, anything in life. So we, we lift weights, we carry, we move objects from ground to overhead. So, you know, imagine farmers carry, then you're able to carry your shop, shopping bags from the shop. Uh, you know, you need to lift something, you know, you do your deadlift, so you know how to keep a good position, yeah. your back straight and spine straight and things. Um, for me, traditional is, when you say traditional, I imagine going to the bodybuilding gym and using the machine and you sit down and, you know, you do your three sets of 10 on the bench press mm-hmm. and then you take a two minutes rest. Um, I don't, I don't use machines. I never sit down. I feel like, you know, if I don't sit down and work in my whole body and, you know, I do lots of unilateral work, so like single-legged work, single-arm work, single snatches, single clean and jerks. Um, it's just, it's first of all, I enjoy this type of training a lot more sure. and I, I, I see better results faster. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's more fun, more, more functional. <laughs> that's the magic <laughs> that, that, word. That's the word. Functional. Functional. Yeah. Okay. Do you think um, it's, 
if you were like advising someone, is it dependent on what they like or you think it might be good to have a combination of both or is it fine to just be either one side, you know, or the other? Oh, I would encourage people to always mix it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, I'll have a days where I do like pure strength sessions. Sure. Uh, but I don't know, I have a quick like high intensity finish at the end, you know, mm, Yeah. because I enjoy it and I get my heart rate up and then, you know, you burn more calories for the rest of the day. But I would encourage people to mix it up. Always find what you enjoy first. Stick to that. And then do any, you know, complementary work around it. Around that. Just to, you know, make sure that you're training the full body, you know, you're moving in different directions. Um, you know, you don't just, you know, just doing one thing and one thing only for yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. And then you expose to something new and you're like, oh my gosh, I've never realized I'm so unfit. Yeah, like, exactly. no, well, you fit in what you do, but that's why it's so important to mix things up. That's, uh, that's, a, very, that's a very good point. Because for me, something I really don't like to do is cardio i hate it so over the last few years i've tried to avoid cardio as much as much <laughs> as i can so but then i might go play a sport and just because i might look okay i from a fitness perspective i'm not fit like i can't run like i want to i can't do the things i want to do so i started recently adding it in slowly yeah you should add one run a week and it doesn't have to be boring run like you know going for a boring five or seven k you mm -mm. know on, on the road but you can you can do different type of intervals yeah. you can you know different speeds like just make it more fun or what i do i like interval uh, running interval workouts so I'll, you know i'll be on a treadmill for 1k then i come off do something I like, you know, you know, you can do your bench press or squats, then go back, do 800 meters, come back, you know, go for 600. Ah, okay. And okay. you don't, by the end of the session, you've had a 3K run in a, like in between things you really enjoy. Okay, um, that's interesting. You don't even, yeah, you don't even realize. Yeah, and I guess that you keep mixing it up so you're not, yeah. you're not getting bored like, I have to be on this for like 10 minutes. You can do like a couple yeah. minutes, get off. And you know, back. I do ah. things I don't like, just, you know, sometimes when I know they're good for me. You know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> You know, most of my training is what I enjoy because I do my own programming. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so what would you say to you know that age-old debate about nutrition versus exercise? Obviously, the combination is what you want want to have, but is one does one play a bigger role than the other, or is it or like what? What would you say to that? Is it more nutrition? Is it exercise? What do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, I believe it's more nutrition. Nutrition. I would probably really? be like, I would be like sixty forty or even maybe seventy thirty towards nutrition. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, I've seen people training two three hours a day. I see that and nothing changes. Nothing changes. I'm like, what do you eat? What do you eat? And you have people who will do three four sessions a week you know, really focused plant sessions, but their nutrition's on point and they look lean and fit and, you know, move well, look good. Mm. I, I believe it's nutrition. nutrition. You can definitely, uh, you ca I really believe you cannot out-train the bad diet, but you can, the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. So the diet, so start yeah. with the diet. Start That's, with the diet. And, and for you and your clients, when like your clients come to you and they have, you know, whatever their goals are, is the first is the first area you kind of look at what what are you eating and then you start trying to plan a workout for them or how does so how do you, how do you work with your clients? Yeah, I'll have people asking me, you know, um, what to eat and how much to eat. I just, if if they want help from my side, I'll get them to do like a food diary, you know, three day food diary, but write down everything you do, you know. Yeah, don't do leave not, anything out. Yeah, yeah, don't leave anything out. Like if you are eating half of your kids' dinner or snacking in between an apple and you're like, ah, oh, I'm not going to write it down. No, you have to write it down because it all adds up in the end. And you actually, when you see it after the end of the three days, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I've just had a 
jar of peanut butter. Yeah, I didn't realize that was 2,000 calories extra. <laughs> like, okay, good. So, you know, it helps just educating them. Um, and then, I, you know, as we um, talked at the beginning, I asked them to focus on just the basics. So don't overcomplicate it, but remove the snacks. Yeah. You know, treats. Keep them for the weekend. You know, one one day a week. If you treat yourself every day to a protein bar and then a cookie and uh, ice cream in the evening, it's it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, They're like it's only you know it's only one cookie a day. Nah. If you want to lose the weight, remove all the treats. Focus on good quality food. Your water intake. Your sleep. You know, add your training. You know, maybe start counting your steps. If you're not moving, you know, do seven, eight thousand, do ten thousand steps a day. You know, try and make it to the gym three times a week. And, you know, you'll see results, yeah. but you have to stay consistent. You're not going to see results tomorrow, but, you know, maybe in a two, four weeks, you're going to start, you know, feeling better. You're going to look better. Yeah. You, you know, you get addictive. Not for sure. But I, as on that point, uh, it's very true that you need to give it the time to start seeing results. But even myself, like in my experience, I gave it time. I saw results. I was, I continued, but then, but my problem was I was following like a, I was, uh, back to as we were saying like a diet slash calorie counting thing so then the second my friend who was training me actually taught it was taught who was helping me out with that at the time and i'm still doing his program till now then three years later and he was like okay now you don't have to count calories anymore he should have never said those words to me because i just i had like i'd done so well but i'm like I can be free now, I can eat more. And then, you know, it just went back up. So oh, you were overeating. Yeah, exactly. exactly. For sure. I mean, uh, the scale doesn't lie. You eat no, more no, than you doesn't. burn, you're going to no, put doesn't. on weight. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I yeah. think that happens to, I think it's a common thing with a lot of people. You might get some results for a certain yeah. amount of time, but it doesn't, it's not long lasting. Not sustainable. So, exactly. But, you know, some people go on the calories just to help them understand the portion control. So I'm surprised you didn't learn that from it. Mm. You know, you know, like, okay, so my chicken is the size of the palm and, you know, my potatoes like two two handfuls and my fat is like tam. You know, visually, some yeah. people say, okay, it helps me and now I understand. Sure. This is how my plate should look like. I'm okay to move away from the macros. But you just went like, oh, he said, do not count macros. Does yeah. he mean eat everything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I took yeah, it to your the other own, extreme. Uh, your yeah. own uh, interpretation of don't count macros there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah you just remove the discipline this, yeah. out of the program. Yes. Yeah. Discipline is a big one. I know. I know. Discipline is a big one. But I also think you mentioned something earlier that's really crucial. I think it's mindset. You know what I mean? Like that, I think if you can develop or get someone's mindset in the right place for for fitness and what they want to do and what's the end like what's the at the end of the day why do we all do this because it's just good for our health and you know at the core of it yes do we want to look good of course of course we do but at the end of the day it's for our health so if you can get someone to make that their purpose i think you have a much better chance of long-term you know success because yes. then it's just execution find your why why you why do you want to get out of the bed in the morning to train why what's your reason and you know, might be for your health and, you know, for the way you look and feel, might be for your children, you want to be a good example, might be for your partner, you know, for your friends, might be for your social life, for, you know, for your mental health, uh, whatever it is, you find your own why, stick to it. And stick to it, yeah. So what would your, for you, what would your why be? Is it just... Oh, I just, yeah, the way I feel and look, I mean, it's it's good enough yeah. in my mental health, really. I was, To me, it's just... I love training. Yeah, I could, yeah. yeah, I could train every day, all day long. Yeah, I, I can had more see you time. smiling about it so yeah, happy. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my number one passion. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. My issue is this is, and I like to train in the morning as well because I'm I will easily put it off if it comes later in the day. So that's why I like to get it done in the mornings, and I feel like I've accomplished so much in the day if I like trained. Same, I'm a morning person. Morning, for sure. yeah, yeah. And also, like, the post-workout meal, breakfast is my favorite. <laughs> I feel like I've earned it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, feels so good. Yeah. yeah, I feel great for the rest of the day. You know, you work hard, breakfast, shower, ready for the day. And in the evening, like, a couple of times, let's say, you know, I couldn't train in the morning. Uh, yeah, it happens. We get busy in the day. You know, we have work, we have friends, we have family. You know, there's always some dinner parties. You miss it, and it's like, ah, oh, no, you're not going to get fat if you miss one training or something. But it's just... I feel like, oh, I missed something. You know, yeah, that exactly. part of the puzzle is missing today. Exactly. And then I kind of wait next day to just go and work out. So, yeah, it makes me so happy. Yeah. It makes me see other people moving. You know, it makes me happy when I see other people um, doing what they like. Yeah, yeah. And so you, um, I know you're a certified trainer and a certified nutritionist as well. So when you, was that an important thing for you to, I guess, get before you started getting and training clients? Or what was the reasoning behind behind all that? Oh, for sure. I I love educating myself. So okay. actually, even before I moved to the fitness industry, I did my uh, PT training. Okay. And then I started nutrition once I moved into the uh, fitness industry because I want to, I always look for new courses and I want to, you know, I want to be the best in the fitness industry and I want to be the role model. I want people in, you know, in Dubai to come to me for, you know, like to look up to me. I really... You want to inspire people. Yeah, I want to yeah. inspire people. So... Um, even now I'm looking like what's next, you know, like prenatal, postnatal, there's so many courses and it's, you know, it's interesting. It's just finding a time <laughs> with yeah. everything I do, but time is an excuse. I can definitely do it. So uh, I've enjoyed the courses. I've learned a lot from them. Uh, you know, it's opened up my mind even more with, on, on many levels. Um, and then so, you know, if people come with any questions, you know, I, I'm pretty confident I have the answer. Okay. <clears throat> and what? <clears throat> and what, in your opinion, because it's something I think about, because Dubai, is, there's a lot of trainers and there's a lot of people that have certifications and, and so on. But as a trainer yourself and being here for, for quite a while, in your, in your opinion, what makes a good coach? What differentiates a good coach? Because it's not, I don't think it's qualifications. Okay, you have more knowledge, but does that mean you're going to be a better coach? Not necessarily. So what, in your opinion, are the things or the factors that make up a good coach? To care about your clients. I think it would be number one. Care. Um, yeah. You know, do you do you just see them once, twice a week and that's it? Or, you know, do you follow up with them? Do you make do you make them feel like you actually care? And ask, you know, you know, what do you enjoy? What don't you like? What can we improve? Like, always seek for a feedback. Okay. And, you know, give them extra knowledge when you see, like, I read so much. So if you find an article and it's interested and, you know, it's something maybe they brought up, share it with them. Like, sharing is caring. Like, and it's for free. Just share the information. Go that extra mile always. And for the sessions, be prepared. I see so many people around just co copy-paste session, one fits all. You know, if I'm going to train Harley today, mm -hmm. we're going to do this deadlifts and front squats, and then I'm going to train Natasha and she will do deadlifts and front squats. Like, no, like, first of all, people have different styles. People have different goals. Just, you, you know, help people achieve the goals. Don't just assume one fits all. Yeah. So yeah. for you, when you're, when let's say I came to you, I'm a client, mm -hmm. my goal is to lose weight. Do you have, I guess, a, not a template, but like a standard method that you think works for a majority of people and then you adjust that to the client's needs or is every client that comes in 
a brand new thing on their own? I would say, yeah, yeah. Every client's a brand new individual. Brand new thing. Yeah. Really. Observe them. You know, just do you know do a couple of you know maybe if trial sessions with them, see how they move, you know, understand the injuries, understand the range of motion, you know, understand what they like, don't like, um, you know, what what equipment we have, uh, you know, available, and then adjust accordingly. Adjust accordingly. Yeah, I think every client should be individual. Yeah, treat it exactly. Treat it as an individual, for sure. Individual, this is what you need, this is yeah. what we need to do. And, you know, you have, um, you know, female and male and female different, you know, the hormone types, the training ground cycle, it's such a big thing. Like, not mm-hmm. many, talk, you know, not many people talk about it. Um, so, you know, just make sure that clients are open and can t- t- tell you, you know, today I'm not feeling well. And if the client's not feeling well, you know, you just maybe um, think if if you just send them home and you're doing a light session, you know, maybe you might have a hard session prepared, but if a client walks in and is not feeling good today, you're going to put more stress or pressure, you know, if you're going to, take them through a hardcore session. So you need to adjust accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So like getting to know the person and un- understanding them. But I think that's a very, very good point that you mentioned that, for example, if someone comes in, they're tired, they don't have the energy for maybe yeah. the workout that you had prepared or what you thought they would yeah. need. So, you know, adjust it to and what they okay. need. And it's okay. Or, you exactly. know, make it shorter sessions, send them home, like make them feel good. Like, yeah. 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 I think that's, yeah, I think that's the most important. I think care, like you said, yeah. is the most important thing. Be and also like personalized approach, you know, personalized, personalized approach. approach and be there for them. You know, it might be via phone call or WhatsApp outside of the, you know, hours you don't see them. Uh, they should be able to reach out to you at any point. At any point. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a big difference from your experience of training male and female clients is like, is there any big difference between them? Is it harder to train maybe guys over girls? Like what, what, do we, what would you say about that? I don't know because I honestly I don't know. I'm gonna tell an example from a, from a shape room in a in a, okay. in a crank. Sure. Uh, I don't see any difference. If Not people if, okay. wanna come to the gym and they wanna work out their mindsets there, they gonna they gonna do the best regardless, female or male. And you know, the girls around the hormonal, it's everyone is very individual. You know, individual. Yeah, you have people who train all months around. Some people take the week off. Some people just take a day or two around the uh, around the cycle off. It's it's so individual. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't want to like put the girls and the boys in a in one bucket and in one bucket, just yeah. yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense. That's fair. Um, w- one thing I noticed though, uh, when I speak to a lot of my 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 girlfriends, that they're like, they love like Bear and Barrys, and they seem to. I guess I'm generalizing, but this is from what I've seen. They prefer classes than to rather than just go to the gym and, for example, just, you know, lift weights. Why do you think that is? I've never understood why there's such an attraction for women to go to these kind of classes and so on. First of all, it's social. Social, okay. So, you know, they come with the friends. Mm-hmm. Then they do a class. Then they hang out at the bar, get a smoothie. Second, they can meet someone. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh it's, yeah, it's a great opportunity to meet new people. Okay. Third, they don't have to think what they're doing. So the program's there for them, and they know they're gonna get a good workout. They're gonna sweat, leave, and they're done. You mm. sometimes, you know, especially not, not especially girls and boys. They walk in the gym, they don't know what to do. True, very true. And you know, if let's say you go four or five times a week, okay, I, I really don't know what to do. So there, they don't have to think. The program's ready, and the coach will push them. Mm. And also having people around you, like oh, that person, you know, if if she can run or he can run. I can do it. Hmm. If she's not stopping, I'm not going to stop. And, you know, you're doing an exercise. No one wants to drop the dumbbells. No one wants to be the first one in the row to stop. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I mean, it's it's the whole environment of whole experience. Uh, you, but you know, like you, you prefer your training on your own. You put your earphones. I don't enjoy training on my own. I do it sometimes. Mm. I don't have a time, so you know, it's the only option. I go and get a workout done. But I do prefer a um, group environment. Yeah, I guess it's just com- for the same challenge. Yeah, uh, just a completely different energy. I guess. Yeah, as well. or training with friends and things like. Yeah, I. It's it's my going out. Yeah. Okay, let, let's hang out in a gym and then let's have a food after. There's a food, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that's very interesting because I'm completely the opposite. Like when I'm going to the gym, I if a friend wants to come train, okay, we can train. Yeah. But honestly, for me, like I'm going there. I have, I yeah. don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I just want to go into yeah. my own world, do what I need to do and get out as fast as possible. Yeah, and also Kali is a... Um, Time management. You know, you yeah. book a class for seven or whatever, seven thirty or eight o'clock. You need to be there on time, and True. then you know whatever his class is forty-five minutes or fifty minutes long. You, you'll be done by then. You shower, you done. You go to the gym. You don't like. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go, and you're still at home, and still at home, and still at home, and half an hour later, you're still procrastinating. You could have been done half of the class. Hundred percent. So it's uh, it really helps to you know get people moving and motivating them. Yeah, like makes Th- you accountable, classes, right? Yeah, accountable. It works. It really works. Mm-mm. Okay, um, I wanted to ask about, so you ran uh, the Muscat Marathon in 2018 and then you did the, I think it was the NAS sports run? Yeah, the Nadal Shiba run. Nadal Shiba run, yeah. So is marath- are marathons a thing that you like to run every year or what's, how was that experience? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so the, the it's called the Nadal Shiba and Muscat Marathon, but I did 10K. Okay, so it's no, still no. fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. 10K is I'm not. I'm not a marathon runner. Okay. Uh, I enjoy 5 and 10K. Okay. I've done a couple of halves, but as a, it's a bit too long for me. I'm more, I'd rather push for a shorter time. Mm. So actually, Nadal Shiba, I did my fastest 10K, about 42 minutes. Oh, wow. Well um, and same, I kept my functional training going, and I've added two, two runs a week. That's it. That's it. Two runs a week, I've trained for it. You know, and so I'm, I'm pretty fit. So I could push myself, my lungs, you know, I've got... Uh, good line capacity and you know quite a long leg so I went for it and um, yeah it got to 42 now I don't run as often uh, prior to, like before it got really hot I was doing about two runs a week now I do like one one run on a treadmill and the treadmill is a bit boring so as soon as the weather you know gets better like September October again I will incorporate two runs outside yeah. uh, and yeah, and it's very social again. I, you know, I go with uh, my friend Tamara or Justine, and you know, it's a hangout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny that you see training as a, as a hangout. It's completely different to how I see it. So it's it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's a so more of a. It's not only functional, but it's a social thing for you. It's as very well. social for me. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Um, looking towards the future, what would you? I guess what's next for Maria? What are you trying? Where would you like to be in the next few years? And or you understand fitness? I know we spoke at the beginning. You want you like the fitness industry, but w- w- are there any goals you'd like to accomplish in that industry? So definitely want to stay in a fitness because I'm you know even though I've done fitness all my life, I still consider myself quite a newbie. Mm-hmm. Um, so on top of the you know teaching classes, I'm also the the operation manager and crank. Okay. Um, Absolutely love it. Love the studio. Love the family. Love our clients. Like it's it's a such a family feel. Uh, we crank. We have a big goals to grow and expand. You know, uh, in the UAE and uh, you know GCC and beyond. So let you know. Let's see. Um, I'd like to you know. I'd like to be part of that. Um, and yeah, just you know, help people to to live better lives every day. And I'm always, you know, available. Like I do, I do share a lot of on my Instagram and my Instagram is open and anyone can, you know, message me. And, you know, I 
I do I do reply to people. So if anyone wants to just come for a workout or do something, you know, hook, you know, let me know and I'm let very you know. open. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys said you wanted to uh, grow Crank. So is that just having more of this, not like a bigger gym, but more boutique studios? So yeah, it, more locations and maybe even new concept. Who knows? I mean, uh, you know, we have very big plans uh, now due to pandemic, you know, things were on hold for a little bit, but uh, we are back, uh, you know, People are coming back to our classes, so we are running on reduced capacity, but they are full. Uh, and it's really exciting to see that people are, you know, up coming back and they're not afraid to come back. And they f- come and they feel safe and it's clean and sanitized. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a good start. It's a good start. We obviously can't wait to go back to full capacity and, you know, grow from there. But uh, we're just listening to the, uh, you know, the government regulations for now and, sure. you know, um, doing what we, you know, what we can Doing what you can, yeah. Yeah. But it's, Under it's, the strict measures, yeah. Yeah, that and uh, it has and to restrictions. be. It has to be there, unfortunately. Like at the moment, especially after all the work that you know happened, it would make. Yeah. Uh, it'd be pretty bad if everything kind of <laughs> spiked up again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Maria, I wanted to say first of all, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love this conversation. It's really interesting hearing from a trainer your perspective on fitness okay i just go to the gym but it's interesting hearing it from someone who trains clients and so on so i really appreciate it i wanted to ask you what is the last message that you'd like people to take home for today oh stay healthy you know look after yourself and i think if anything we've learned during quarantine is anything can wait you know just give some time for yourself um you know take one day at a time but but invest in your health Invest, in, invest your in your health and, you know, just fall in love with fitness and fall in love with yourself and with the way you move and feel after. And feel, yeah. So just love yourself, guys, and put fitness as a priority as well. Yes. So. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, to everyone, thank you so much for listening. And as always, hope it helps. Peace. <laughs>